Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. So what happens is your parents, like your grandparents have experienced trauma, your parents have experienced trauma, and then that shows up with how they've raised you because it's not exactly how they raised you, but it's who they were as a person. What's up, guys? I just wanted to jump on really quickly and share with my experience on how you can heal generational trauma with your parents. So I think this is pretty insane and and pretty overwhelming and super powerful. Just as a disclosure really quickly, I do not have any degree in this. This is just my own personal advice, my own personal opinion. People have relationships with their parents, which is completely different from anything that I may may be talking about. This is the general. And if you want to learn how I'm going to teach you, this is what I have used. And I've helped over, I would say five to seven people. I would say five to seven people have helped literally overcome generational trauma and had some crazy comments um, with some of the things that have happened. Like literally one of my clients' mums went up to him and was like, you do know you've broken the cycle. Like you have broken the curse that our family has have, have has had by being the best version of yourself and, and having these powerful conversations and understanding these things. So let's get into it. So essentially what I like to say is I like to term this something in terms of like an actual purpose. And that is, I'd say for me personally, it's like become your dad's dad or become your mum's mum, or become your mum's dad, or become your dad's mum. Whoever the parent is in your parent's relationship that you need to heal, this is sort of what I term. So for a lot of the guys in the community and Overcome the Chaos will say, you know, we got to become our dad's dad in order for this to happen. So essentially, what has happened? Well, to explain this so it makes sense, from when the wars started <laughs> in 1940, we need to like time travel back a little bit. What happened was out of industry and work and career and, um, and, and factories was there was like almost a global starvation because of the wars that were happening and business started booming and coming together and people created factorization. And I learned this studying it at uni. Factorization is essentially when slave labor was turned into a factory where people would have a chain. So for example, someone put car parts together and now robots do it, someone screws in the screws, the other person puts on the wheel, the next person screws in those screws, screws, and then the next person puts on the door, and the next person screws in the screws. So things were like factory like that. They do like one thing at a time. So that was factorization. And that happened with the starvation, with everything else. So and a lot of people were used to working in, you know, companies and factories and just doing the work for the man. That was very common. Now these days, anyone can start a business. 12-year-olds making hundreds and thousands or millions of dollars um, by streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Insane. So essentially, they come from a point of view where like our parents, in terms of if you're understanding generations, like their parents come from a point of view where you are so lucky to just have food on the table, right? And now we live in the world of abundance. And they didn't show too much emotion because at that time in, in, in terms of emotions, there wasn't too much emotional intelligence. Not like we have the internet now where everyone talks about it. So all their things, everyone just bottled up and it came out at home. So essentially how that worked was the man would go out and make the money and then the woman would stay at home or the man would go out to war while the woman stayed at home with the kids. Like that was just how it was. And back then in terms of people choosing partners, 
people would choose a partner at the age of 17 or 18. That was it. You did not get another partner until you died. You guys just work through it, marriage, whatever. And that's where a lot of affairs and a lot of like things that we don't hear about happened. Like literally my, I have this crazy story. Like the family trees are, are bullshit in terms of my life. My nana's, my nana's mum had an affair with my nana's older sister and that's how she was born. So her dad wasn't her dad. Her older sister's husband was her dad. Like crazy, okay? So there's all this stuff that happened behind scenes that we don't know about. And all of the emotions that weren't talked about were all kept behind closed doors because in terms of factorization, slave labor, the culture and the vibe was just shut up, do your job. And that's essentially what it was. We don't want anyone talking. We want everyone working. And that's how it happened. And then that sort of culture come back into the homes. We don't want anyone talking. We want everyone doing the things that they need to do because we're here trying to survive. We haven't got time and room for emotions. So that was our parents' parents' generations, which come from, you know, the whole smashing, like smacking your kids and all those different things. There's a lot of wars. Like, the world was crazy. Like, literally, if you think about it, only like 1980 or something like that, or 1989 was when, you know, the Berlin, the Berlin War was like actually over or something or the wall came down. Like, that's not that long ago, guys, <laughs> like in terms of, you know, where the wars and stuff is. So our parents' parents come from a hectic generation and our parents have also suffered from them. Now we are in a point and period of time where our parents also were sort of merging through that phase into the current world at the moment. And they're just learning as best as they can. They didn't have tools. They didn't have anyone to help them. Their parents aren't going to help them. So they were just figuring everything out on their own and by themselves, which is crazy to see and, and, and crazy techniques sort of to understand that that we have that they don't have and the access to the knowledge we have they don't have but they do have it now which is amazing and you can take advantage for it now and because our parents didn't have this knowledge you need to take responsibility and that's what I say to everyone I've taken the most responsibility so you need to take the most responsibility and myself personally here with the relationship with my mum and my dad we are so aware with each other and how we are we can have real powerful and conflicting you know, conversations that even around people like my partner or anyone else. I'm sorry, I hope that doesn't, uh, you know, trigger you in any way, shape or form what we were talking about because it is quite deep and in-depth in terms of, oh man, it's just insane. Like my dad on the weekend was down and he was like, I'm so sorry I wasn't around as much when I was a kid. And he was like, started bawling down tears and crying. And for me, I was like, well, I understand you're working so hard to provide. You just wanted to provide for us. And like, that's okay. I understand it. I get it. I understand all of those things. And it was crazy. I was having a conversation. I was like, do you need reassurance? Because I just want to let you know, Dad, that, you know, you're amazing and you did a really good job and you have so much abundance that you have now. And I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for you. So thank you for the best childhood ever. You gave me the best childhood by working so hard. And he was like, ooh. <laughs> and when he was like crying. So essentially our, our parents are this, this beautiful generation who were just not doing the literally doing the best that they can. And they were put in, you know, these uncomfortable positions in terms of either like matching up early, trying to be like their parents and having children, which could have been us when the time wasn't ready. They weren't self-developed. They didn't know how to raise us. And they were the very like early twenties. There's a lot of the time, majority of people were having um, children, which is quite insane because that's so young. When you think about it, like so, so young, they're financially not set up. Things aren't set up. Their parents, a lot of people had like moved overseas so they didn't have grandparents and things around to help them and support them with everything that they are needing to move through. So we need to take responsibility. And the theory, for that, like to heal our relationship with our parents, and essentially what we'd need to do is we need to heal our parents so that they can heal us. 
i.e. become your dad's dad. I'm just going to use that. Obviously, you got to become your mum's mum and become your mum's dad, but I'm just going to use become your dad's dad as the format for healing generational trauma. So what happens is your parents, like your grandparents have experienced trauma, your parents have experienced trauma, and then that shows up with how they've raised you because it's not exactly how they raised you, but it's who they were as a person, which is, you know, people question me, how do you give parent advice, Corey? I'm like, I give parent advice to like my most high performing like clients. And they ask me, you know, what do I do in this situation? Because I understand that in order to be a great parent, you just need to become the best version of you. The kid and the child is going to learn everything that they can from you. They're not going to care what you say. All they're going to care is what you do and how you show up. And they're going to take that from you. So regardless of what you say in terms of, oh, me trying to be a parent, it sort of doesn't matter. It just matters who you become because your child's just going to completely just adopt that. Obviously there's so many other techniques and and things that you can use, but in terms of a basis, that's a great foundation. Then understanding communication techniques that you should learn from having a conscious relationship with your partner, you can then use um, to your child and advantage as well. And as long as you're protecting yourself, protecting your family, you have good communication skills with your partner, then obviously you're going to be able to show up as best as you can for your own child as well. Now, getting back to becoming your dad's dad. So essentially grandparents have experienced trauma, your parents have experienced trauma and they've just raised you or tried to raise you as best as they can. And a majority of the time our parents try to teach us things and they try to be our own hero, like heroes for us. They want to teach us, they want to make sure that we've got everything and they put all of their agendas on us. And then we can see when they're not being integral when we're growing up as kids and majority of the time that shows out in reactions because they're trying too hard or doing too something. And then we sort of experience some trauma from it. And one really important thing to understand, and I say this all the time, and this is a theory of my own is your own child or you being the child yourself is you, you just come in to this person's life as being the parent and then leaving, right? The reason as a parent, you have a child is to help you grow. It's not to help them grow because they're going to grow and learn everything on their own. Because if you put your own agenda on them and you try to force anything, if you force anything, it's like if you've got sand and you squeeze it really hard, it's going to slip through your fingers. And that's shown through myth and religion. And there's a lot of studies on this, that every single mum that clings too much on their son, like their son becomes way too dependent when he grows up on just everything and can't make decisions for himself and finds it really hard to move forward and crush it. And that's because they cling too much. So you don't want to do that. You want to have a very like nice balance. Same if you're too withdrawn. If you're too withdrawn, people are going to seek attention and validation from everyone else, whether that be sex, whether that be multiple partners and they can't commit or because of abandonment issues or, um, you know, they don't have that same amount of connection. Very simple. So the role of a child to a parent is to come in and teach the parent. So your role, if you think about you and your parents, it's like your role is to help teach them just by being you because they're going to grow and learn as much as they can from you. You're like being in a relationship, I say, is one of the best personal development things you can ever do. And then I, the second thing I believe is the other one is that obviously being kids and listening to to people and researching on parents is understanding like they all agree, like you're not truly tested and you're not truly learn who you are until you have a child, until you want to give your whole sense of self to, to something else and every this hum, human little baby is. So if you understand that, it's like, okay, well, if this person's going to help you grow, but they're their own person and you can't attach themselves to you, you know that they're coming in for a brief period of time before they go. They have to separate their connections with you, which has happened through history and religion through the period of time. There was like, you know, Aboriginal culture. And in like every single culture, they would go through periods where they'd separate the boy from the mum. And they'd have to go into manhood where Aboriginal cultures, that was go for walkabout. They would go and take the boy away from the mum at the age of 10, 11, 12 years old, send him out. 
And then he'd have to go out, fend for himself, come back, and he wasn't allowed to talk to his mum for an entire year. And then he'd be able to talk to him because that would create men under scarce you know, resources in the Aboriginal culture that would create men who were dependent enough to provide to the tribe. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing coming in now, understanding that, okay, if you're a parent and you understand that your person's got, your child has got to come in, they're going to have to break you know, dependency ties with you and then recreate emotional ties and then actually come at each other in a relationship with a sense of respect and a sense of emotional connection, which I think is so beautiful because that's like absolute awesome maturing. So just understanding that I believe is so important. So when you look at your own parents, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm their teacher. You know what I mean? I can't wait to have a child for the example of being like, okay, hello to my greatest cheat teacher. That'll be like one of the best personal learning experiences you could ever have. So I really look forward to that. However, in terms of actually healing, healing the trauma, there's understanding that's the most important thing. And then being able to look at your parents and understand that everything that they have done for you is most likely out of love or they tried their best. And every time that they didn't was because they're just probably not as mature as you to be completely honest in the areas that you're mature. There's, I believe that maturing is in terms of, it's not actually your age. It's in terms of the actions and your progress through your own hero's journey as a human consciously. And there's a lot of people, you know, you'll see a lot of 50, 60 year olds who are still out drinking, doing things and, you know, sabotaging themselves on the weekend and can't have a conscious conversation and reactive and manipulative and withdrawn or too clingy and blah, 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 going for all the stuff. And it's like, Oh wow. Like, you know, that still happens and that's quite unfortunate because they haven't matured because there's parts of themselves that they haven't healed and they don't want to heal because it's too hard to face because their ego has been strengthened. What happens if you avoid stuff and you allow, you know, you understand you need to heal these things, but you let it all collapse and um, what's the word starts with a D collapse and dissolve and it will dissolve into your ego. It's going to make your ego stronger. So it's going to be so much harder to face the unconscious when it comes out, which is you know, unconscious is I'm sabotaging myself on the weekends. Could be you know an unconscious thing that you're doing or that your parents are doing and they don't know. And once the ego has become so strong, it's like, man, that's a lot of healing to, to become. So like, well, how do you help them do that? Because you can't teach them. You can't go up to them and go, oh, like your role is to teach them, but you can't actually teach them. You can't tell them what to do. It's, it's never going to happen. So what can you do? And for example, as well, you need to become the best version of yourself. Like It's quite simple, quite easy. You have to become really conscious and compassionate and be a strong leader and really work on yourself and your flaws and heal all of the trauma that they may have passed on to you, which they didn't mean to. It's just a way of things that happened. And you can't change how they are. You can't change the past. It's like you've got your own life, so you might as well swallow it and move on and do something about it. So what can you actually do? And the question is, well, do the self-reflection, do the self-awareness, highlight your traumas, understand where you need to be and start having actual results in your life. So whatever your big goals are, start living them, start moving towards them and start seeing them. Firstly, you're going to get the attention of your parents and they're going to go, wow, like, man, my child's doing these amazing things. This is great. Then the other thing that I recommend people to um, to do, uh, which, is, which is so insane, is to write down a couple of different letters. Now, depending on where you're at and where you are with your parents, depending on how much angst that you hold towards them depends on the level of attention needed to give these letters. So essentially what I did with my letters was I just wrote down everything about, like I did one with my mum and for my dad, I just verbally told him because we have a really close connection. One I wrote down with mum because it was found a little bit harder. All of the things that I didn't like about you know our relationship, she already knew what they were, but I was curious as to why that they were there. So I wrote down, mum, you do this, 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 and this. I want to love you more 
wires, very professional letter. And I sat down in front of her, my scariest things I've ever done, gave her the letter, got her to read out everything in front of me. And we had the most beautiful conversation. I said, mum, nothing that you ha- hear in this letter is nothing you don't already know. So don't worry about it, but I need to give you this because I want to love you more deeply. And she was like, okay, let's get into it. And found out all these are crazy. And thing about my nana beforehand, we found that out. It was crazy. Found out these crazy things about mum. Now I know her so well that every time she does an action or there's something she does unconsciously, for example, I know why she does it. Yes, it may be frustrating, but I saturate her with compassion and and love and just complete understanding of Ikono. That's who she is and I accept her and love her anyway. And I'm going to help her as best as possible, especially whenever she asks out for help. I'm going to damn well be there immediately. And for my for my old man, as he felt guilty about a lot of things, and, and I highlight, I hi, would highlight them to him and would have conscious conversations. And he finds it hard to get things off his chest. So as soon as I mention something, like, oh yeah, like you know, you weren't around as much when we were a kid or something, can he be like, oh, I'm so sorry for that? And I'm like, it's okay, Dad. Like, it's completely fine. But I went down and I you know, did an exercise where I call it hell, where I go down and I just wrote down all the bad things that happened in my life and all the bad relationships and what happened and how they now benefit me now. So I've saturated those with gratitude, which is super powerful. And after having that letter with mum and, and dad, it's, it's healed a lot of stuff. And I'll explain how that happens. But for some people, what they need to do is there's so much trauma, they actually need to write a hate letter. You need to write down a hate letter explaining all the bad things, the worst things that you actually hate about your parents and then goddamn burn it. Like, goodbye, get rid of that. The second thing you want to do is write down like a semi-professional letter for yourself, for your own thoughts, cleaning all of that up. In terms of like, let's make this like, real professional and like, you know, dig in really deep because you're going to come across and be quite snarky about it. Then the third letter you want to write down is take out the sting, you know, and you want to make it sound very gentle in terms of, like, okay, so this thing happened. How can I saturate this with forgiveness? Um, even if it's like not forgiving, how could I even even forgive this before I give this to them and sat down with them and have, have that crazy conversation? And when you do, is every single person in your family is going to look up to you as a leader because that is like an unconscious where we always forget in terms of conversations. That is a conversation that you need to have, but you don't know that you need to have it. And you get super frustrated in terms of why does this keep happening? And why is this relation bad? It's just because there's a conversation that needs to happen. I did a mushroom trip one time and I, I remember did it for new years for a personal development experience. Um, just for myself and I just wrote down like the end of it I went through so much so many thoughts of reflections at the end I wrote down on the page everything comes down to a conversation if you want to get a promotion it's a conversation if you need more money it's a conversation if you want to change your environment situation it's a conversation if you need to move house it's a conversation if like whatever you want if it's anything that you desire it always comes down to a conversation same times every time there's frustration somewhere there's probably a conversation that needs to be had so if you have the lens okay I need to have a conversation with my parents what is it Let's go have it. Now, you don't have to go do it immediately and straight away. You can look at your parents because I know some people I've worked with are so scared, man. So, so scared to talk to their parents and 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 move through things. And it would be like text messages. Oh, they didn't message me back. Oh, I said this one thing. Oh, they didn't do this because they're so hypersensitive about the situation. But to understand that everything that you're going to say in terms of healing generational trauma is going to be super uncomfortable for your parents as well. They don't know what to say, but they do know that they, you know, they need the love and understanding as well. They need the love more than you. Out of entitlement, you're probably thinking, oh, I want to heal generational trauma so I can heal myself. It's sort of like let's heal generational trauma purely just to help them because they're your parents and you can. Like you have, if you have a good sense of self and you've worked on yourself personal development-wise, then you have an obligation to do so, I believe. Like it's a strong obligation to go out there and do so. 
So once that's done, what that actually looks like, you know, from the end point of view is when you start just having the conversations and, you know, you start, you know, talking about things is you help them heal them. And when they do heal them and they start like making better decisions, health, relationships, communication, is they start pouring out their heart to you. And it takes a while. Remember, this isn't going to happen immediately. This is like a work in progress. And you, and many, how many times you get rejected or hit down, if hit down, eventually they're your parents. Like they will give in eventually. They'll go, oh my God, yes, let's have this conversation. <laughs> Holy shit. Eventually they're going to give in, feel all the emotions and probably burst out crying somewhere. And then essentially, you know, what you do from there and understanding like moving forward is they're going to keep like telling you all this stuff and you want to be reassurant and compassionate as a leader to them. Like every time they mention something or they feel a bit off, be like, is there anything that you need to say? Get off your chest. How can I reassure you? Those questions are so powerful. And then when they need reassurance, like I did with my old man, like just letting you know that, that I forgive you for everything and that you gave me the best childhood. I got to do all the singing, dancing and acting. I got to like literally perform in front of thousands of people and absolutely crush. I had so much fun with my friends and my social life was insane. Every opportunity that I ever wanted to have was like right there. And you've set my whole life up for success and look where I am now. And it's all because of you. And um, just saying that was him. <laughs> burst out in tears. So, but they'll keep mentioning these things because there's so much to get out and you have to make that process easy for them. You know, it's super uncomfortable if you know you need to have a breakup with someone or change a job or whatever it is and you go, oh, like this is super uncomfortable right now. Like that's how they're going to feel for everything. Do you know how much like, you know, resentment parents have, like especially when you hit the age of 20 to 30 around all the mistakes that they've made? Like there's so much there is so much and they need to get it off them chest, but majority of the time it's going to be easier just to close themselves off and be like, nah, I don't want to talk about it or whatever it is. So you've got to make it easy for them. And you might be thinking, you know, well, maybe they should just grow up and, you know, and tell this stuff, but it's not, you know, they can't, you know what I mean? And it's your life. So it's your responsibility. And if you want to be better and have good relationships with your parents and have all of those things heal, you've got to take responsibility for it. So this is like your opportunity to lean in, let go, surrender and have the powerful conversations. That is literally called doing the work. You can, people say, oh, I do the work. I do the inner work. What does it look like? It looks like writing down a crazy intense letter and giving it to your parents. Like there's there's little that is as confronting to that in terms of like criticizing them and then tell there's a lot of healing done. And I think it should be absolutely normalized. But when they get healed and they start telling you all these things and bringing these things to awareness, and then you're in the position where you get to forgive them. Now you've healed generational trauma. Now the healing process begins and then you guys come closer and then you guys come become closer. And then next minute, you know, your parents are helping you get into business together. They're, um, giving you big loves and hugs and kisses and all these things. And, you know, they're being open-minded about your advice, you know, because you can really help them. You already, I, I believe we transcend our parents by the age of like 15, 16. Like we've already learned everything from them that we have. You know, they've got really nothing left to teach us. You know what I mean? They can support and provide us, but there's nothing really there because, you know, we're going to catch up so much quickly to what they are because we learn everything from their actions. So I think that's quite a beautiful thing. And, Yeah, just for example, just to like wrap this up really quickly is, you know, just reaching it over to become your dad's dad, become your mom's mom, um, whatever it is, it's your responsibility to understand that they've got a lot of stuff to go through. It's understanding that it's going to take powerful conversations and you may get knocked back. It's going to take writing down the letters and creating and setting up an environment that's super powerful and moving through that. But leaning in and understanding it's going to be a long process. And the number one is is truly, 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 truly understanding that they need more love than you and they've got more healing to do from you. 
And if you want to heal and if you want to be better and like clear a lot of stuff and live your ultimate potential in your best life, it is healing that relationship with them or your guardians or anyone around you, to be completely honest. Because as scary as it is, you get to the point where you're shaking and anxious and, and nervous, that's a good sign. It's not like you get that feeling very often. That's like a feeling I get before I go on stage posing or presenting or something. And it's like, you know, there could be a big shift from here, danger into the unknown. And the unknown is there and it's up for you to do it and up for you to take responsibility. So if you're excited and you learn anything from this podcast, please send me a message. And if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, overcome the chaos, modern leaders, accountability, the hero's journey or intimacy and income masterclass, head to my website, either coreybell.com or get started with Corey. Links are all down below guys. So if you did find any value from this, please give it a share. Um, would love a share on the stories and yeah, let me know your thoughts on this one. I thought this was a little, little bad boy. So big love, enjoy your day and see you guys real soon. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.